The following is a message from Wellsprings Congregation. Good morning. <laughs> so everybody's commenting on my outfit today. Julie asked if I had a job interview after this. I do not. <laughs> it's just too hot for pants, y'all. Some days, too hot. It's so good to see you all. Some of you know that I've been away for the last three weeks. I took two weeks off just to rest. And then I was preaching, actually, last week at another congregation. I was at Greg Pelly's church. Some of you know Greg. He was, yeah, round of applause for Greg. He was our intern here at Wellsprings before I was. And now he serves a church in Newark, Delaware. Am I echoing? Is it just me? All right, maybe it's just me. So while he was on sabbatical getting some of his own rest, I got to experience another congregation. And then I got to experience something totally new, the pleasure of binge-watching this series I found on YouTube called Wellsprings Congregation. Because I was gone for three weeks, so I wanted to watch all the services. I watched them all in a row on Thursday afternoon, and I got to watch the way that this congregation, all of you, built this idea that we had over the course of this month from small beginnings of doing all-ages worship for a whole month, involving our kids, leading the worship service along with some of them, experimenting with doing new things, being willing to try, sometimes being willing to fail, being willing to learn and grow. And I think we all could use some of that grace of being willing to try and fail and learn and grow these days because, I don't know about you, I've been calling this messy May. Is anybody else having a messy May? About halfway through this month, I looked at my email inbox, I looked at my friends, I just took a look, and everybody I knew was having kind of a messy May. A lot of stuff just not getting done, a lot of plans falling through at the last minute, a lot of people getting sick all of a sudden. I saw this tweet online, I'll read it to you once it comes up on the screen, if it comes up on the screen. There you go. Um, I saw this tweet online that said, writing emails in 2022 is like, hi, X, how's the burnout going? I hope less Bernie. Unfortunately, I also have burnout, so I can't do the thing I said I would do. I realize this will make your burnout worse. I'm sorry about that. Hoping for less burnout for you soon, warmly. Why? (laughs) Yeah. Now, of course, if you were here... A month ago, you know that those two weeks off that I took were for me about preventing this, preventing and recovering from the effects of these last two years that we are all carrying, that are showing up even now in different ways for all of us. And I can't describe to you what a difference it's made for me to slow my pace and take that time off these last six months and then these last two weeks and how much better I feel because of it. I wish that for all of us, that we have some grace to be able to slow down. But even sometimes when we do the best we can to take care of ourselves, sometimes there are things beyond our control still that make things messy. 
sometimes the end of the school year is just a lot. It's just too much for the kids and the parents. Or the job just has to get done. And that means it has to get done not at our best. And in times like those, I like to remember that actually the core of our faith, the most important thing I try to say every Sunday I'm here, is that even when that's true, we are beloved anyway. We are beloved anyway. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against high expectations. They can be beautiful things especially when we hold high expectations about the things that are truly important, right? About fairness, about justice, about how we treat each other. It's good to have high expectations about that. But we have to remember also that all those things that are important to us that we hope for, they don't just materialize like a rabbit out of a hat. We have to learn and grow in the direction of those high expectations. And that takes time and patience. We would never get mad at a baby for not being able to drive a car, right? That's not where that baby is right now. Doesn't mean they never will. We wouldn't even get mad at a 15-year-old when they have the day that they get their learner's permit, they take their first nervous lap around the empty parking lot. Because that's exactly where they're supposed to be. We recognize that they are just starting. And we're all starting small with something. I wonder, maybe for you, if you want to take a moment to ask yourself, is there some part of your life today in this moment where you have a hope for the future? A direction that you want to grow in? Where are you just starting right now? doesn't matter how old you are. Maybe if you're comfortable, close your eyes and take a minute with that question. There's nobody else here, just you. Where are you just starting something right now? Where are you just starting something? Where do you hope to be in the future? And where are you on that path right now? Are you closer to the beginning or the end of it? But it's a path, right? You can see it. All right, you can open your eyes if you have them closed. You know, it doesn't matter to me what the answers are to those questions. I mean, it matters to me, but that's not for me to judge or for me to necessarily know if you don't want to share it. What matters to me is that you remember that no matter how far along you are today, whether you're almost there or haven't even started that thing that you're starting to just think about, remember that at some point all of us were just beginning to move towards the things that we hoped for. All of us had to start. All of us were babies once. All of us were newcomers once. All of us were first-timers once and learners. And collectively, there is some part of us as a community that also holds hopes for the future, that also thinks about the directions that we want to grow in together. Two weeks ago, Chris Chappelle led a service 
right there, this one, where she shared the story of our small start as a community. And you all built a timeline right here. It was on the wall over there behind me about what it was like for you to be here for the very first time. And also on that timeline, you placed some of your hopes and your dreams for our future, for the things that we are starting. And gosh, I loved reading those those little post-its about hopes and dreams for our future. I'll show you some of them. And I'm, I'm sure I'm running the risk of offending someone, but going by the handwriting, I think some of our kids may have written <laughs> some of my favorite responses. Uh, go back. There should be two more before that. There you go. One more before that. Perfect. Um, so uh, I liked this one, which I know you can't read. It says, their hopes and dreams for our congregation is to lead and organize ways to help people. Looks like it was written in kids' handwriting, to lead and organize ways to help people. There's another one that looks like a grown-up on this slide. It says, continue teaching, interns and all. There's another one that says, become a larger, more inclusive congregation. Go on to the next one. There's one that says, more music people, more music people up at the top. There's one that says, build a strong, financially healthy community on this slide. There's one that says, to be a spiritual home for my children. And then this last one, so the one on the top left, it, it, it honestly took me a minute to figure out what it said, but eventually I figured out it was from Milo Weber, and it says, free candy. Milo wants free candy. <laughs> Milo's not here today, but but if he's watching at home, listen, Milo, we give you free donuts already, all right? But I hear you on the candy. I will think about this. And there's some more of those same ideas expressed on this one. Make a difference in the larger community is up there. Keep offering this special place for future generations. But look at the top right. I don't know if you can see it. That says 250th anniversary. Yeah. 250th anniversary. We're at 15 right now. Can you imagine? What's 250 years from now? 2,272 is the year. It'll be here eventually. There are churches, Unitarian churches, that have been around for 250 years and more. Just because we're not already there doesn't mean that we can't grow in that direction doesn't mean that we can't be moving each of those small stones like Beth talked about last week bringing just one carrot and leaf at a time to that big pot of stone soup that we're building together and I love that we are already inviting more people in to help us grow in this direction to be more of the community that we are becoming now and inviting the next generation to, to be more a part of who we are when we worship together. So for this final Sunday in our All Ages series for May, we decided to ask another one of our kids, Ethan Collison, to help me lead you all in a small, special activity. Now, Ethan's mom, you might know, is one of our singers, Andrea, who's usually right over here. But thank you, Rona. They're not here today, after all. But with the magic of video, Ethan is still going to help us all with our all-ages activity. And we're going to make something together today. 
have it in my closet. You all are going to get to take one home with you. It's something I used to make as a kid. It's something that reminds us maybe to be humble about how much we really know about what is possible in the future that we dream about. And also reminds us to have some joy and some fun with the process of imagining that future. So today, we are going to make, ah, you remember these? Fortune tellers. <laughs> so I'm going to invite you, just like you did if you were here at the beginning of May when Reverend Ken had us plant seeds together, we have these tables around the perimeter of the room. And I'm going to ask each of you to get up and move to a table. You can do that now. There's some chairs around the outside. If you run out of those chairs, you can pick up one of your chairs and bring it to the inside of the table. And kids, if you want to sit with other families, other adults, if that's okay with your parents, go for it. Find some folks you don't know. And pick a table around the edge of the room. Oh, I won't be saying that, but yes, I know what you mean. Terry just told me about an alternative name for these, but I won't share what it is. If you know, you know. So once you get to your table, you will find some paper for folding in front of you, and you will find some pens for writing. And I had forgotten, of course, completely how to make these, but fortunately, Ethan has been learning origami, and he actually made an instructional video for all of us to follow along with, even with time built in for you to fold along. He's got some pauses in there for you to follow his instructions. So any of you who are joining us from home, you can actually do this too. You can follow Ethan's instructions. There's nothing special about the paper we're using, really, except that it's square. So if you're at home and you want to follow along, grab a sheet of printer paper and cut off the end to make it a square, and then you can follow along at home, too. So is everybody seated? You have your papers in front of you? Looks like it. You're ready to go. All right, let's start the video now. And today, we will be making my brothers and sisters. So it's the inside facing up. Fold one corner to the other. Unfold it and do the same to the other corners. Fold this corner to that corner. Fold it again. Take one corner, put it to the other. Turn it. Take the other corner and put it between the other. Do that with every other corner until you have a solid square. it over and smush it 
going to the corners into the middle again. Do that to all of the corners. And then we have a flower set. Hold it in half. Push it. Unfold it. Turn it. Fold it in half. And then take your fingers, your index, and your thumb, and one in the two flaps, and then do that with the other thing. Put them together. <laughs> oh, it's so funny getting some insight into maybe how you all were at school. <laughs> Some of us are done right away, and some of us are like, can I see the video again, please? Miss Carol is coming around to help you. And maybe some of you at your tables can help each other. <laughs> so if you're, oh. All right, so if you're ready for the next step, grab your pen. Grab a pen that's in front of you, and you can catch up the people who are still folding a little bit later. All right, so grab your pen, and you've, you've probably made your happy little fortune teller, right? So now, don't worry, it'll come back. Flatten it back to looking like this, to before, right before you put your fingers in, like a rectangle. Just flatten it back like that. Yep. <laughs> Carol, it'll go back. It'll go back. But you don't have to. You can keep playing with it if you want, but it'll go back. So flatten it like this, and you'll notice that you have four squares. If you look on one side, two squares, the other side, two squares. You're going to write a color on each square. Pick any color you want. One color, red, purple, blue, green. Color on each square. All right, and once you've written your four colors, you have something that still looks like this, right? You still have a rectangle. Then you're going to open it one more time to being a square, and you'll have a blank side with eight little triangles. So you'll write the numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one on each of those triangles, like this.
All right, and once you've written four colors on one side and eight numbers on the other side, this is the last step before you can play with your fortune teller. Look at the side with your numbers, and you'll notice that there are four little flaps you can lift up like this, right, that'll fold back down on the side with your numbers. So you'll open each of those flaps, and inside each one, you will write a fortune, an answer to a question about the future. Think magic eight ball responses, right? Yes, no, maybe so. I put some, some options up here. Only if you believe it could happen, if the stars align. Have some fun with this one. Share answers with each other across the table. Four different answers to a question about the future. I don't know what are some other good answers. If the right administration is in office, <laughs> if you can afford it, that's a good one. All right, if you've written your four answers already, raise your hand so I can see how far along we are. Okay, a good number of people, not this side of the room, they're, little, they're working. All right, so finish up those four fortunes, and then you're just going to close all your flaps. You're going to fold back up like it was. So close the four flaps. Put it back in half, stick your fingers back in, there you go, and it should still work. All right, so now I need a volunteer to help me show you how to use this to tell your fortune. I wonder if there's anybody here who wants to volunteer to ask me a question about their future. Sandy does. All right, Sandy. Hand raised, standing up in the back. Again, we're learning who you all were in school. Come on up. Come on up. All right. So come, come bring your attention back to the front of the room. Clap once if you can hear me. Clap two times if you can hear me. Clap three times if you can hear me. Clap four times if you can hear me. It took Julie four claps. All right, so Sandy and I are going to show you all how to play with your fortune tellers, and then we'll send you back to your tables to play with each other and pair up. Ready, Sandy? Sandy, ask me a yes or no question about your future. Will I go swimming this summer? That's a good question, Sandy. All right, pick a color. All right, now I'm going to do this as many letters as there are in purple, which is kind of hard. Ready? P-U-R-P-L-E. Did I do it right? Okay. Pick a number. Four. 
that's easier. One, two, three, four. Pick one more number. Three. Three. I'm going to open up the flap. Will you go swimming this summer? It could happen. (laughs) Thank you, Sandy. (laughs) So let's, now that we have gone through it, let's do one round together. Pair up with somebody at your table and ask somebody a question about your future and go through and play and find out what the answer is going to be and then switch places. If you haven't switched partners yet, make sure you switch partners. And then we're going to come back together for our prayer and our last song. I see some celebrations around the room, some good answers that people are getting. Oh, God, all right, I hate to break up laughter. But I have to know, did anybody get any exciting answers about their future? Anybody? Raise your hand. Did you get any exciting answers about your future? Terry? What would you find out about your future, Terry? Terry's going to stay in good health. That's a good one. Anybody get any disappointing answers about their future? Carol? 
oh, Carol's adult children won't be living near her, and she's a little sad. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Any other exciting answers? Kathleen. I didn't hear the last word, but I think I know what you meant. You're going to happily, Kathleen's going to find enough facilitators for the program that you run in prison, right? Yeah, the volunteer program you run for. Oh, I hope you find enough volunteers. Hard to find people these days. Yes. Julie, Julie will do the last one. What did you find out? Julie will not go to Europe. Maybe you'll go to Cancun instead. (laughs) So I'm not going to break you up. I don't want to break up these happy conversations. But I will invite you all to reflect a little bit and to join me in the spirit of prayer, especially for those of you who are older. Maybe you do remember doing this as a kid. Maybe you remember doing MASH. That's another one. It wasn't as easy to do together. Remember MASH? All of these dreaming games, these games that we used when we were kids to dream about our futures. So it's fun, and of course this or a magic eight ball, no game, no toy, can predict our futures perfectly. We cannot predict exactly what will or won't happen. But maybe if you remember being a kid and doing this, you remember what it felt like to dream for the first time, to imagine what might be coming. And if you can look back, then you perhaps know for these kids today how necessary that is as a first step, how we need to dream and play as a first step to moving towards anywhere that we want to go. So I'm grateful to you all for dreaming with us today and for all the prayers that we dream of for our future, individually, collectively, for the people we love. I hope that God wills it. I hope that the stars align. And I hope we remember that it could happen. For these prayers I've spoken and for the prayers that we are holding in our hearts and in our hands today. We say amen. I want to give up a hand again for Ethan on video and for Joey, too, for helping lead our service today. For showing us right now that the future of our community is here and present already. And I'm going to let the band lead us out on our last song. If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.